0: Hello, all things Montessori community. I miss you guys. Um, Happy start of the school year. Um, It's so weird for me to say that because I'm not in the classroom right now. And I'm actually not working in Montessori right now, which is what my episode today is all about. How to do Montessori when you're not in the classroom or even working at a Montessori school. Because it's something that I have been struggling with feeling like I'm not doing it enough. Oh no, I'm not in my community anymore. It's just been crazy weird. All of these feelings that I've been having kind of of like guilt. And I don't know if any of you can ever relate to this, if you've ever taken a break from the classroom or anything like that. It's, it's sort of, it's, it's strange. So I'll back up a little bit and talk about just like a life update. Um, My husband and I, um, we have relocated back to Winchester, Virginia, So we're back, you know, I'm back home and Xander's back home in Virginia and it feels really, really good. Um, Charlotte, while it's a great city, it just like didn't, it just didn't work out for us. You know how you go some places and it just like doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like it just didn't fit our vibe. And I think that's totally fine. And you know, Xander has this great opportunity and I got a remote job, which is also fantastic. And, you know, it just really felt like all of the right things kind of Fell into place at the right time. Now, this remote job, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, I'm working as a communications consultant for a, this awesome media company and doing really, really important work, but it's not in Montessori. And I had to think about it for a while like, okay, I'm going to take a step back from the classroom, from my passion of Montessori to, you know, kind of do something for me in a different way, you know, like take a job that's remote and flexible at this time when we're going through a lot of things. And it was kind of one of those moments where I had to be like, okay, I love Montessori forever. And I am still a Montessorian, but I'm going to not work in it right now. And it's still getting to me a little bit because I miss it so fiercely. I miss the chaos of the classroom. I miss the reward of a child, you know, gaining an amazing skill or drawing you a beautiful picture or loving a book during read aloud all of those moments i really 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 miss because there's just nothing like it one thing i have come to realize though in this step back is just how hard montessori teachers and teachers everywhere work there is no job harder than working in a elementary classroom or a Montessori classroom at any level or a teacher at any level. There's just nothing like it. There is nothing like the day to day, minute by minute, you know, pressure and chaos of the classroom. But I will say in this step away, um, I've realized all the beautiful things about Montessori. And I've also realized a lot of reasons why I needed to take a step back. I've come to realize that that there are lots of ways to still be a Montessorian and not be in a Montessori classroom. So, for example, I'm working on my new home. Uh, my husband and I just bought a house, which is wild. But you know, in setting up my office and setting up um, our house, I've been really careful and thoughtful of where everything's going to go. You know, I've been really thinking through. The steps on how to get something from the kitchen or where something should go in the living room or where something should go in my office, like what, like really paying attention to the space. And I never would have felt like that if it wasn't for Montessori. I remember setting up my classroom in my Montessori classroom and just paying attention to every single detail, going through the lessons, lesson by lesson and thinking like, if I was a child going to the shelf, how would this feel? And getting all the things and doing it and making sure it made sense. And so I'm really trying to put that in my own space, in my own brain. Another way that I've been using my Montessori experience is um, my husband and I um, are actually going through IVF right now. Um, it's a personal thing to talk about. So If any of you um, listening know someone or yourself are going through IVF, um, I'm here for you and with you. It is such an enormous burden, um, but it's also so amazing. So we are prepping for our embryo transfer that's going to happen in a few weeks, and I'm so excited But that's been another way that I've just completely been immersing myself in the Montessori method and motherhood and babies and that whole level of child development is so foreign to me. It's something that I didn't learn in training. So that has been so fun. And I can't wait to, you know, really kind of dive into the Montessori motherhood method and and how we treat babies and toddlers. It's it's so fascinating. I recently bought the Montessori baby book by Simone Davies and it's, it's been a great read so far. And just the framework of independence that, you know, we as Montessorians bring to the conversation, like what can a child do by themselves? Like what struggles can we let them have? So they are going to develop appropriately rather than just like doing all of this stuff for them. Um, So that's been amazing. And then um, a third way that I've been incorporating Montessori into my life is through my yoga practice. So I recently had an injury that has kind of kept me away from any weight bearing activity. So like I can't do like a, like a traditional yoga practice, like would really, really hurt me right now. Um, And so I've had to really practice what I need and what is going to work for me. And this is hard. (laughs) It's definitely hard, Um, but it's made me think of children in the classroom. Like, what do they need? What do they think they need? And what do they actually need that's going to suit them and meet them exactly where they are? So every time I step on my yoga mat, I ask myself, like, where am I today? Like, where am I at today? How can I meet me, the me today? How can I meet myself exactly where I am? And some days I'm quite frankly, so annoyed at where I am because I'm not exactly where I want to be. But think of that as a child, like maybe they're having trouble with reading and they so badly want to be reading Harry Potter or Percy Jackson or any kind of fun chapter books that those upper elementary children are reading, but they are so not there yet. You know, you got to meet them exactly where they are and having that own frustration and that own kind of restraint in my own body has shown me so much about what these children could be facing. Also about, you know, how children, you know, our world is sort of just really built up around them. A lot of, a lot of places, a lot of like restaurants, you name it. The children don't fit into those environments because they can't, they don't fit in the chair correctly, you know, or they don't fit in the desk correctly. It's swallowing them. It's way too big. Maybe their clothes are too big. Maybe, you know, they can't get up in the car. You know, there's so many things that they cannot do. And some of it is unavoidable, but some of it, we can really meet them where they are. You know, there's this amazing term in yoga and it's called bring the floor closer to you. It's this great phrase. And it's it's due to like it's talking about props, right? So it's talking about bolsters and blocks and any kind of way that you can kind of make your yoga practice work exactly for you. So you can, I've been using blocks a lot and literally bringing the floor closer to me. And I think about that when we bring paintings down to the child level, or we, we make a child shelf, like right where they can, where they can reach it. You know, they have their own cabinet in the kitchen where all of their stuff is, and they know that they can go and access that at any, any time. And it gives them that sense of responsibility that also that sense of freedom, but, you know, with responsibility, you know, it's, it's so incredible. And I've just learned so much actually by stepping away because I've had the space and the time to reflect and really think about how to approach life from a Montessori way. I never had thought about it that way. You know, I was really thinking about how it is in the classroom. It would definitely seep into my own life because it's kind of unavoidable. Once you learn the Montessori method, it's kind of just like you, you're you like never the same. So it's always been... In my life, but I've never like kind of only had it in the outside life, right? It's always mostly been in the classroom. So it has just been an incredible experience, and I really encourage you to think about your own personal life in terms of the Montessori method. I'm sure a lot of you already are, but it's been a really great exercise for me personally, um, and I just can't wait to continue on with this journey um, and. And continue to have Montessori impact my life in other ways than in the classroom, because it really is truly a beautiful way of life and a way of living. And as Maria Montessori said, it's an aid to life, right? Like it is a way of life. Um, And that's what I'm trying to embody. So anyway, I'm sorry I've been away. There's just been a million things going on, you know, with IVF, with the move, with this new job. There has just been one too many things On my plate at one time. But I I miss this community, and I have some friends who have reached out that want to be on the podcast, and I really want to get back into it. So um, thank you for your amazing listenership and your support. As always, it's just so fantastic. Um, And I'm wishing all of you in the classroom just the best of luck with the beginning of the school year. Remember to take care of yourself and always check in on how you are doing. Thanks, everybody.